You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. We're joined now our very own Ibrahim Baracha. And I can tell you something about Ibrahim Ba that Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, he had undertaken a lovely journey to Kauteng, where he spent a lovely time with his good friend there on a beautiful patch of, oh, I won't call it patch, a huge land where there's uh, the Crocodile River and Ibrahim Ba already took in uh, the uh, different types of atmosphere and all. Inshallah, he's going to share that with us on his segment, <coughs> Travel Express. Ibrahim Ba, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, jazakallah khair for joining us uh, this evening. How are you doing, Ibrahim Ba? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Shafat and our listeners out there to Radio Murka Sahaba. Alhamdulillah, feeling good this evening. And uh, I guess a lot has to do with the uh, weekend that just passed that I was removed uh, from the normal uh, grind or the routine that you can call it. And looking very for- very much forward. I, in fact, I quite missed you all, uh, you know, in the weekend. But uh, here we are now by the Quran of Allah, and I'm grateful for that. No, absolutely, Brian Ba. You know, we talk about people generally, uh, they make a big issue about, hey, I have to go to the coast, I must enjoy the Indian Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean and go to this ocean and that lodge and so forth. But, you know, we talk about the Gold Reef, we talk about uh, Johannesburg, we talk about the, you know, Highfelt. We'd really have some, uh, you know, unreal spots to visit and our people do own some, uh, uh, you know, prime land there, Brian Ba. Talk to me. They they do. I mean, uh, who who won't recall the Mia's farm? I mean, it is all built up now. But uh, in uh, yesteryear, it was such a huge extent of land that one even couldn't see over the horizon how far it stretched. But uh, this uh, trip that we took, it was just to visit some old friends and uh, very close friends, mentors and people like that. And uh, they've got a 60-acre spread that uh, sort of runs uh, alongside their boundary of one side is the Crocodile River. And given the whole uh, uh, recent rains, uh, in fact, uh, the river had burst its banks and the usual stuff. And it was quite uh, amazing a time that we spent there. And incidentally, the drive that we took uh, from Durban right up there for the first time in my life, I witnessed the countryside in such a lush green that it was unbelievable. You know, normally when you drive up after a certain while, you see that the uh, vegetation goes brown. This time it was just a beautiful green and against a blue sky. It was just unbelievable all the way, huh? all the way. So uh, that was very uh, interesting and uh, very uh, beautiful to behold. Of course, we had to deal with the usual traffic, the heavies and doing their thing and whatnot. But I guess if you just uh, be wary of them and give them a wide berth, it's okay. And the fact that we were going up whilst others were coming down and vice versa, I think uh, that made it a lot easier on us in the sense that we didn't have to be stuck in traffic or anything of the sort. But uh, yeah, the property of itself is so beautiful. It's, I don't know how many different species of plants and animal life that is on there. But uh, I think the whole idea was just to connect with those people, those friends of ours again after a long while and be able to just relax and, you know, take it all in and uh, not concern yourself with the everyday uh, routine and, you know, people wanting a piece of you here, there and everywhere. 
and uh, a chance, I think, to reflect more than anything and look at the beauty of Allah around, you know, from birds that are just sitting at the pond that is like about not even three meters away from you, building nests and doing sorts of things. It was just unreal and uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I think uh, the brief interlude, you know, of a few days there uh, went a long way towards, uh, you know, giving me uh, a recharge and giving me the ability to reflect on life and look at things uh, a little bit more differently than what we are stuck in our rut every day, you know, going to the office or going to work and uh, doing the things that uh, we normally do. And uh, yeah, and of course, the hosts were very warm, very hospitable and uh, <clears throat> insisted on us coming back. In fact, when we stopped halfway at Harrisburg, they said, please turn around and come. We're missing you all already. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was so nice, really, truly very nice. Yeah, you know, and uh, being the type of gentleman uh, you are, Ibrahim Ba, you must have kept them entertained and, uh, mm. you know, a word in season. And generally, you know, you let a person lead you into the conversation. Yeah. But Allah has uh, blessed you in that, uh, you know, with your experience that you have, uh, you can add uh, value to the conversation. And as you said, uh, I mean, I can hear the difference in your voice uh, compared to, you know, before you went, uh, you, you had the bug like how I had, and uh, yes. that uh, you can really feel that uh, the trip has done you a world of good. And as you said, it was easier going up than coming down. So in other words, if you're driving, the tip that you can give is uh, stay cool, calm, and collected, and uh, just uh, let it be, Brahimba. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, just obey the, the, the codes of the road, the driving code, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, mind your speed. I think speed was uh, the only thing, you know, people in this fast uh, German cars flying past you. But uh, I guess it's 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 the journey itself that one should savor as opposed to reaching a destination maybe uh, 20, 30 minutes uh, before anyone else. So that's about all you're gaining. You're using a lot more fuel, causing a lot more pollution, of course. But uh, what's the difference at the end of the day? You're still going to get there. Hey, Brian ba. And uh, then we talk in, on Travel Express. Uh, we have to talk about uh, traveling and so forth. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's, uh, you know, uh, let's get into our topic uh, proper. And uh, then we look at, uh, they talk about affordable uh, shuttle transfer to Pilans, uh, uh, Berg and so forth. Uh, talk to us about this uh, affordable shuttle and so forth, Ibrahim ba. Yeah, well, uh, as you know, uh, Pilansberg National Park is uh, one of the most uh, popular of the park, uh, uh, parks because of its uh, accessibility. And uh, for those who haven't been, I, I strongly suggest that you make a plan sometime in life to get out there. But uh, of late, uh, the thing is, uh, because of the distance, it's about uh, 200 kilometers uh, as the crow flies, uh, or just under three hours drive from, uh, say, O.R. Chambo International Airport in Johannesburg. And uh, I think uh, what is nice is with the introduction of all these new uh, shuttle transfers by the various uh, tour operators, it uh, gives one the uh, ability to uh, be a passenger instead of a driver and uh, take in all the lovely sights and uh, scene, the scenic drive uh, between the airport and, of course, once you leave the city, that is. And uh, as you reach, uh, you know, the national park area, it is uh, quite an experience, you know, because uh, when driving, one has to concentrate on the road, 
more than anything else and just maybe get a quick glance left or right and what's ahead. But uh, these uh, shuttles that are laid on and uh, they vary anything from a, a sedan, a luxury sedan, SUV or even a minibus, depending on uh, the need of your family or your uh, party that is uh, traveling to the uh, game reserve. And uh, you can take it all in without having a care because uh, the people that run it, they have uh, drivers that are very competent and tested regularly. Uh, their fleets are up to date. They're fully licensed, high-end vehicles and equipped with uh, air conditioning, some light snacks, of course, and Wi-Fi for those who can't get away from the gadgets on board. And uh, whilst being a driver as well, they act uh, like what we call in the industry parlance, uh, driver guides, where I guess because he's driven that route so many times and lives in the area most probably, he is well-placed well and well-positioned to give you a, a guide sort of experience, you know, give you a rundown of everything that's important as you pass. And uh, that just adds to the experience. The fact that it is uh, cheaper, a lot cheaper, and uh, less nerve-wracking than uh, uh, worrying about, uh, you know, going through the uh, you know different roads and getting out of the city, worrying about road conditions, hiring a car, high cost, of course, because of the fact that uh, the rental industry hasn't really uh, recovered to pre-COVID times. And of course, negotiating unknown roads with loads of traffic. So uh, it is definitely a plus and uh, an enjoyable drive at such. And uh, I think uh, one of the most compelling reasons that distinguishes Pilanburg from other national parks is it's, like I said, it's accessibility and the fact that uh, there's just so much of game and, and, and other interesting things to be seen and done over there. And uh, of course, uh, there are issues with the cancellations last minute and that sort of thing. So one should just check up on the terms and conditions that apply to uh, whichever uh, company they choose to uh, travel with. But uh, all in all, yeah, it's a good addition and I think it's a welcome addition to the uh, to the offering that is now available, not just to uh, us locally, but also to international guests. Ibrahim, then I can imagine, you know, what a, a joy it is when you've got a top uh, guide who's on the shuttle there and, he, you know, he has the gift of the gab and mm. he keeps you entertained and, you know, he makes it a very memorable uh, journey indeed. And I'm sure, uh, uh, are these uh, people handpicked now or they look for simply for the best or they just give it to any uh, uh, individual, Ibrahim? But how, no, how, no, no. How, does a, how does the screening process go? Well, the screening process, like anyone who is running a business, an efficient and productive business, they will obviously look for the best talent around. And, and the, the good thing, if you can say it in that sense uh, of COVID, is the fact that it left uh, many, many uh, professionals in the industry unemployed. And uh, these guys have had the ability now to uh, put out their CVs. And, and these guys, the, the two operated companies itself, have got the cream of the crop that they can select from. And of course, uh, anyone who's worth their sort and running a profitable business would only look for the best because it is a reflection A on the uh, ownership, of course, of the uh, company. And uh, ultimately, uh, it's a kind of experience, you know, travel is uh, in, in essence, selling people a either a romantic holiday, going here, there, honeymoon, whatever the case may be. It's the experience that counts ultimately and will determine 
how many more repeat uh, visits you get from the same people or family, friends and, and others. And that in itself is your best advertisement that costs you nothing. Yeah, Ibrahim, but the question to pose is what uh, type of salary do these uh, guides get? You know, uh, is it a pof- uh, performance related or, you know, they, you know, he, he's simply the best in his field and he says, I'm the best in my field and he commands or demands a price, uh, Ibrahim Ba. Well, I guess it would be industry related in that sense. And it would vary, of course, depending from region for region, like Cape Town and and, and uh, Gauteng, of course, would vary. Durban would be somewhat cheaper as the usual stuff that uh, applies to other businesses. And of course, don't forget that uh, the people tip handsomely as well if they are satisfied. So. Uh, the tips account for a lot of, uh, you know, income in that sense. And uh, of course, they get uh, reasonably well paid, uh, depending on their experience and their knowledge of the area and the uh, the uh, after service uh, report. You know, they normally have this thing that just when you're leaving, they'll give you a clipboard with a questionnaire, uh, you know, with the smiley faces, frowns and really not happy faces. And you just fill it in, and of course that gets submitted to the administration administration of the uh, tour operator, and uh, they look at all those things, then they see where the gaps are, how they can improve services, and of course they ask the uh, the uh, drivers, the employees, for feedback as to what uh, the people felt, because uh, different people come here with different ideas of the country, and wherever they come from. Of course, the cultures vary as well as the the land itself and the attractions. And uh, what uh, one particular lot of people from a uh, particular international destination might uh, be over the moon with uh, and euphoric at that, uh, the others might uh, just look at it as something blasé and not not really their cup of tea. So that is a good uh, sort of uh, gauge for them to get that feedback and be able to improve their product. And if they know where the guy is coming from, you know, which nationality, they can, uh, how shall I say, tailor the product to meet that kind of uh, incoming tourist. Yeah, Jazakallah for that, Ibrahim Ba. And uh, looking at our next topic here, it says, uh, top five destinations are South Africans uh, uh, emigrated uh, to in 20 immigrated to in 2022. Uh, what were these five top destinations, Ibrahim Ba? Uh, well, I can tell you very quickly. But the thing is, uh, Ba, we we gotta we gotta face facts, huh? one way or the other. And as much as we love this country and we are born and brought up here and uh, did and are still doing our best to make sure that it is uh, you know still running to a fashion. The thing is, all the rolling uh, blackouts, the shortage of electricity, and now, of course, water, and then uh, the uh, services that are so lacking. It's no wonder, you know, and don't talk about the rampant government corruption, crime and grime. It's understandable why so many South Africans are opting to leave. Those that can leave are leaving. So let's make no bones about it. And uh, this uh, survey was carried out by a company called New World Immigration, NWI for short, and uh, they state that the uh, need for an improved quality of life has driven a massive surge of migration for the past two decades, and it is on the increase, and uh, there's no surprises there. Uh, Safety and security came back uh, on top, followed by the future, a good, better future for children, 
they didn't like uh, particularly the government's affirmative action policy or BEEEE whatever and decline in the quality of life living standards and the potential for higher earnings on the other side as opposed to deterioration in social services uh, in South Africa. And uh, coming to uh, the top destination, of course, UK being a former colony of Britain is no surprise that UK still tops the list. And of course, uh, the fact that we have good relations, relatively speaking, and uh, English being the uh, lingua franca, so it makes it easier. Of course, uh, some time back, I think before COVID, I tried applying. I've got a sister that lives in, and the questions they ask you, I think that uh, form is uh, maybe close to 25 or 30 pages. and. It gets so sickening sometimes, it says, oh, heck, is it really worth it? And if it were just a jaunt going out somewhere else, I would have decided against it. But uh, because of being family, yes, you went. But uh, those that are looking to find uh, a new lease on life or different uh, uh, sort of country or climb and uh, the opportunity of earning good money over there with uh, with their skills, they are moving. and. Uh, UK is for them and more more the younger set and there's quite a large uh, South African expatriate uh, population there. Number two on the list is Australia, Australia as you know. uh, South Africans, uh, they love like the uh, Australian sport, cricket, rugby, whatever. And the fact that it is in the Southern Hemisphere, it makes uh, Australia a great uh, option for us to emigrate to. And uh, to add to that, uh, Australia has the lowest, one of the lowest unemployment rates, as opposed to ours being one of the highest in the world. And that's also proving attractive. And uh, highest minimum wages, strong economy, and uh, a hub for well-established uh, corporate and international firms. And a low crime rate, uh, would you believe it's just 1.1 uh, felonies or incidents uh, in every 100,000 people? I shudder to think what ours is right now. It's just climbing uh, by the day. But uh, those are some of the things that uh, are proving to be uh, quite uh, alluring to our people. And uh, Stats Australia said that uh, by the end of 2021, there were something like about 202,000 South Africans there. and. Uh, in 20, from 2011 to 2021, which is like a decade, more than 40,000 South Africans moved to Australia. So it is rather popular. Of course, third on in the in the, in the position is uh, of course Portugal. It's uh, really quite attractive, and it's in in the top five of global peace index. And it's, so it's no surprise that uh, South Africans are now looking at Portugal and uh, making plans to go there. And of course, there are four ways that uh, South Africans can emigrate and include and that includes securing employment. You can go there to study and uh, invest, of course, for entrepreneurs who want to start a company or a business there. And uh, of course, through family reunification and uh, stuff like that. Uh, Portugal also offers residents of high net uh, worth uh, the golden visa that I think we discussed in prior programs. And that's, of course, uh, residency by investment in property and things like that, where you can get a visa uh, and, of course, uh, citizenship uh, in a few years. And uh, 
being in Portugal, of course, you are part of the uh, Schengen area, and that will mean uh, visa-free free travel through that area. So that is quite uh, appealing. Of course, next on the list is Canada. And uh, not too many people over there. I think apparently there's like about 22,000 uh, living uh, more in Toronto than in Vancouver. And uh, I think English teachers and stuff like that, people with skilled work experience, education and things, those are the main people that are going to teachers and that sort of thing. And uh, the research there that was done recently that close to half of South Africa's top earners and university graduates are considering getting to Canada and becoming citizens over there. And of course, Canada will, will, will welcome them with open arms because they need uh, qualified people in this uh, area. Next up is uh, Mauritius. Of course, it's not just popular as a holiday destination, but uh, high on the charts for immigration, immigration rather, to uh, for South Africans. And uh, a lot of people have gone there. Lots of businesses have been, have been open. I'm talking about the chain stores like spas, checkers, and all the rest. And they all gone over there. And of course, if you look at the uh, property section, you'll find, you know, in the upper echelons, for those that can afford it, you know, all these uh, lovely condominiums and, and whatnot else that's available to them. And uh, again, if you are over 50 and you can prove that you have an income of uh, $1,500 and you can invest 50K, uh, then uh, the place is open to you and you can go there and live a relaxing lifestyle depending on uh, what you're looking for and what your, your age group is and what uh, appeals to you. And the good thing is uh, a flight from Johannesburg is just, what, three and a half, three hours, 40 minutes away. So uh, it's very easy. You can just hop on and off and uh, be there the same day as opposed to going on long haul flights. So uh, again, the island offers a great quality of life, uh, secure towns, affordable rent, and of course, a viable option for those looking to expand their businesses and make investments. So uh, those uh, are the top five for South Africans who are looking to uh, travel and go overseas to settle. Yeah, Ibrahim, a high five uh, to you for that uh, very eloquently put forward and, you know, like a true pro. You've uh, delivered uh, with distinction there. Well, traveling around uh, South Africa this year hasn't been easy, Brian Ba. I mean, you're paying uh, domestic flights, you're paying uh, an arm and a leg. Talk to us, uh, Brian Ba. Yeah, I mean, nothing's cheap anymore. They only say the only thing that's cheap today, they say, is talk. But uh, <laughs> no, it, even 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 in talking, you have to use the right superlatives. No, Otherwise, people, they, they, they'll shut you down. Go ahead, Ibrahim Ba. <laughs> uh, look, uh, yes, it has become more expensive. Of course, uh, the price of fuel has gone on. Inflation is uh, outrageous. And uh, it's uh, getting more expensive and more frustrating. And uh, this is not uh, just uh, because of one particular uh, factor, but uh, a combination of many, I would think. And that the first, first culprit, of course, is the shortage of the domestic airline seats. A record high petrol prices and of course uh, as we indicated earlier in traveling to by shuttle there are not enough in uh, uh, there is not enough inventory in the car rental market because as you know when COVID hit uh, that industry died and uh, they couldn't be seen to be holding on to uh, those vehicles because obviously they have 
the industry has a buyback scheme where after a year or two or whatever, depending on the mileage, they can trade those cars back in and get uh, new fleets and carry on, you know, ad infinitum. But uh, they are hoping, they are hoping that uh, 2023 uh, should start getting easier because uh, travel both locally and internationally has been strained for almost three years, as you know, with the uh, pandemic that we keep uh, bringing in every so often. And uh, whether you are going locally or overseas, it's a, it's a challenge. And not many uh, carriers have re-established uh, their pre-COVID uh, route network. They haven't got, again, the qualified staff, as you saw, Previously, when travel started opening up, uh, there was uh, chaos at the UK and other European airports because they just didn't have the uh, qualified personnel or manpower to to handle that uh, number of travelers. So, South Africa, in addition, had to contend with the loss of uh, Kome, uh, Kulula.com, and of course, quickly followed by the demise of Mango, SAE Express, and of course the severely downside South African Airways. So a lot of uh, uh, seat capacity uh, just evaporated and I think the few airlines that are still operating at a, a profit uh, are maybe Safair, and uh, they are really uh, sort of uh, recovering uh, the losses sustained during that lean uh, two years we had with COVID. And, uh, it's a question of demand and supply. There's more demand than we can possibly meet, and that is why the prices uh, that have gone sky high. As for going uh, by road in July, of course, what we were paying like uh, 2674, almost 27 rand a liter, and uh, that that really knocked everyone sideways. And of course, don't forget if you're traveling up, I think I dare say you are paying anything between 250, 300 rand in toll fees alone, and. Uh, now, fortunately, the price has come down somewhat and has, you know, sort of stabilized, then it is getting a le little easier. But uh, for business purposes, uh, the shortage of rental cars is still a challenge. And they're only looking at possibly the uh, last quarter of 2023 when uh, there'll be something uh, akin to true normalcy based on the delivery rates. We must know that there's not so many cars available in the market immediately and uh, the uh, car rental uh, companies are of course very prudent insofar as how they view the situation and uh, the kind of outlay, capital outlay, they're going to put insofar as getting uh, an, an increased uh, number of cars in the inventory. So uh, here's hoping that 2023 uh, is a little bit better for the industry and that uh, there is a greater deal of uh, recovery uh, especially from an airline perspective and uh, the increase in uh, current in inventory and possibly a lowering of the fuel price uh, to make travel a little bit more convenient and affording affordable for our people. Tell you, Brian Ba, when uh, the conversation continues uh, with you and I already past uh, 27 minutes, uh, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening? No, I refuse to believe that. Maybe your watch is a bit fast. <laughs> Have a look, by you know, absolutely. No, no, it's just no. un, 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 unreal how how good you are, Ibrahim Ba. No, I think it takes two to tango. And of course, uh, I hope we appeal 
uh, and add value to the listeners out there. And I think uh, if we do, then it's only because of the fact that Allah has blessed us with the ability and the rapport to do what we do. Yeah, let me leave you with this thought. It is said the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not just some of it, but all of it, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And that's very important, you know, because whenever you want to introduce anything that is new, there's always pushback from the established order, from those who are afraid to change. But uh, trust me, the only constant in life is change. So embrace it and get on with it. And of course, you will find that the universe is a living thing. It is Allah's creation. And if you believe with your heart and soul and every fiber of your being, then Allah will make everything possible. So uh, that's my parting words for you all. Jazakallah khair, Ibrahim Ba. Good to have a refresh, Ibrahim Ba, back with us. And uh, yes, uh, really lighting up uh, the airwaves uh, with lots of powerful information. Ibrahim Ba, you have a beautiful evening ahead. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, I'd like to thank uh, Lukolo for brilliant engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.